This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com. Ian Bolton on Radio. What you want? What you want? You can't the fuck off, will you? There's nothing for you here. Go away. There's nothing for you. Stop being nosy. Go away. It's a private show. Go away. Why is TV presenter and the one show to report to Kevin Duala coming in the studio? He's coming in at 4.30. Why? Let's have a chat. Oh, go away, Kevin. Who's Alex Fox? She's a lady. Why Talks she, a lot about sex. Why is she coming in here for? She's coming in to have a chat about her involvement with Leon. Plants um, aren't just for veganary. No, don't, Alex. I thought Nick Revel was doing his Broken Dream Catcher tour. He is. He's coming in here to talk about no, it at 5.30. No, no, just go and do the tour. Oh, come on, pep up. I beg your pardon? Pep up. <laughs> pep up. Yeah. Um, well, what, can you not do it? You're doing it. It's, ha- it's happening right now. Look, the way I see it here, right, we've got... Ke- no, go back, please. I'm sorry, there's right. a... Just a p- we've got Kevin Juala in the studio. Yeah. He's a presenter. Yeah. Alex Fox in the studio. She's a presenter. She is. Nick Revel, comic, but he's done presenting. He's done presenting, yeah. I don't need to be here. What are these things that keep coming up on the what screen? I don't know. It's a picture of the foodbyradio.com website with all the presenters on it. Why? I don't know. Why is that on the screen? Toby, can you explain? Read the tweet above. Uh, latest show and Ian Boldswart. And Boldswart. And Boldswart. What? Uh, oh, is that, oh, what, it look, is that what it looks like on the... Uh, oh, yeah. Cheers, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Sorry, Mark's just tweeted in and showed me that... Um, on the website, my name has been they've chopped Crops. off the I of the front and the H at the end. It says Anne Bowles. Well, that's not very professional. Dis- uh, disrespectful. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'd say that was disrespectful, that. 
Yeah, I'm getting told off for playing songs over other people's shows. <laughs> when the studio is live, I'm getting all bollocks for it. Like, oh, no, don't do that. Somebody else's show's on. Can somebody tweet to me now and tell me what was on before the show? It was Nick Helm, wasn't it? Was it Nick Helm? Was it a pre-record? Yeah, uh, it was from Friday. Yeah. Well, then it doesn't matter then. It does matter. You can't just come in. Who are you? Uh, right. Pirate. Nick. Nick Helm. If you're listening. Right. You won't be listening. I guess Pass it on to him. Yeah. Nick Helm, you can do what you want over a, a pre-record of my show. Okay. Whatever you want, mate. See, he Honestly, should, he doesn't do off, that. He doesn't do that. Put music all over. I don't care. Just the live show that I care about. Or as in, as live as well. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. But if it's just a repeat, I thought that. Well, that's in your opinion, but not everyone would agree with you on that one. Well, my figures so, back it up. Well, so do other people, So, but they wouldn't no, do no, that. No, no, I mean in terms of like making things a bit more anarchic Spicy. than just being... Might as well just be commercial radio then if you're going to have all these rules. I mean, when you say all these rules, I mean, you have two hours that are not well, rules. This, this, one ru- this kind of... rule of right. that I can't play songs over other people's show, <laughs> which is the sort of thing that I'd expect oh, from the BBC. Rule. Yeah, the BBC. Well, they actually do allow it. They're happy with that. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, <laughs> they're not. not. I've been they're told. Really not, yeah, they're <laughs> they're really not. not. Yeah. I was yeah, told yeah. loads about it. Um, yeah, all these blooming rules all the time, mate. What are the other rules? I want a, you, you're always going, no, you can't say that. Always. Well, you want to I sometimes hear things. that as an echo in my head. No, you can't say that! Like that, that's how you talk. <laughs> like that. Do it, say it now. I don't want to, because you, whenever I go, you go, stop shouting! You do shout. I don't shout, I just get excited. <sighs> and what should we do instead of the show? It's a nice day. It's a gorgeous day. Should open the Although it's a little bit cold. Oh, no, is it's a it? little bit cold. Oh, deceptive. Decept- yep, yeah, very deceptive. That. The right. sun knocking mm. about, but it's actually quite chilly. Oh, well, let's not open the window then. It was freezing last night in my house. Yeah, it was cold. Good God, it was freezing. Do you have the heating on? No, I've got a bit of a panic about the heating. Why? I think I'm out of oil. Right, I've got some. I've definitely got some. I've got this much, about that much oil. For your radiators? It's all off an oil. I live in the country, The country you do, do So I have a big oil tank at the back, which has oil in it, which is what heats the house. And I've only got that much left. Well, should we go and buy some oil? It's really expensive. Oh, okay, let's not do that. It's like, every time I do it, it's 200 quid. Why don't you use, like, other oil? Like cooking oil, put that yeah, in there. What's it called? Olive one. Olive oil. Yeah. To be honest, to fill that tank could probably cost more yeah. in olive oil than it would in regular oil. That. How big is the tank? Big. It's big. It's big. It's big. <laughs> yeah, it's big as you. Oh right, I see. I wouldn't fill it. Where is it? It's at the back of the house. Okay. Well, can't you just have it's gas? Can I just have a gas central heating? I know you're in the country, what's but it? they do have I, that. Again, this that feels like a false economy to me. That you're asking me to fundamentally have to have central heating put into my house yeah because i don't want to pay 200 pound for some oil i'd might as well just pay 200 pound for the true, oil that's true that's well, true how long does the oil last for on it varies <laughs> you're so giving me all the answers no, but i don't know myself that's the problem with I it mean, i actually don't know get the 200 oil because it'll be summer soon before you know Can it you get it no you get it and then i'll see how much i use and then um that's jo- job done good that no you buy the oil no i'll keep a tally of the oil. Yeah. It'll be a regular section on here, so uh-huh. it's deductible. On the show? Put it on expenses. Right, because you're going to make it into a feature of how much oil if I use. <laughs> oh, you're right. Even Alan Partridge would say this no to perfect. that. This is perfect. On your on your food bar expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Put £200 of oil for me, back of my house. Put that in. Then every week, we will do Ian's oil. We'll yep. get Toby to record an yeah, item before he leaves. Could do that, yeah. Right, we'll do Ian's oil. And mm-hmm. I will say, oh, here's what I did this week. I put the heating on on Wednesday... I mean, the heating's on a timer anyway, so it does come on sure. for like an hour every day. Yeah. It's like two, hour in the morning, hour at night. Sure. Um, but I rarely put the heating on, generally. I'll just light a fire or something. 
Is this the most boring conversation we've ever had? No, I think you'll do that next week. <laughs> what, what might I talk about, do you think? I, oh, think? I think you'll talk about Argos next week, I and I think I it will do. fucking... I think, I think even I realise... Destroy people. I think even I might realise halfway through it that I'm bored of talking about it. Yeah, but I was there... So what I was doing, I was taking a rather banal idea, and I was saying things like, put it on your food bar account and all that sort of thing. So you just sort of make it a bit more fun. Right, you're trying to jazz it up add a bit. things to it, yeah. Jazz it. Yeah. But are you going to put it on your food no, bar account? Have you got to. a food bar account? No, I don't. I do. Do you have a food bar credit card? No, I've never had a credit card for anywhere I've ever worked. I've not at. got a credit card. I've not got a credit card. Well, actually, no, I don't have a credit card either. I don't know why I thought that. All I've right, got a debit all right, card. All right, I've not got a caravan. <laughs> I haven't got a caravan either. Right, I haven't got. I haven't got Go uh, a dog. I've not got a dog. Okay. Um... I don't have a tree. I've got loads of trees. You've got a tree. Does that yeah, mean you win? Do you win? I did the garden on Saturday, you know. I might do it again next Saturday. Um, and I proper tired myself out, mm. took myself out. Mm. And I, do you know what I found out? No. That, you know, when you put bird feed out, yeah. it attracts rats. Oh. That's what I found out. I was going to get a bird feeder thing. I thought, oh, that'd be nice. Because I've got a lot of robins in my garden. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm getting old or whatever, but I bloody love seeing a little robin. Cute. And I see them lots, and they're quite adventurous robins. They come right close. Oh. They'll bob along, bob, bob, bobbing across the across the, um, in the snow. What's that green floor called? A grass. Grass, yeah. Bobbing across there, and they come really close to your robins. So kissing. For no kiss, you know. Why do you have to always bring it to sex? Don't when sex um, isn't about kissing. Last year, or maybe the year before, there was a robin that I was sure was. I got to the point where I started thinking. It was like a reincarnated member of my family. Oh, wow. What, because you could stroke it? No, it just it kept, it followed me around and it was always Aww. there. And people were saying, I don't know, it's the same Robin. I was like, it, it definitely was. It was like waiting for me when I came like back in the car. It would just sit there when I was leaving. Aww. And it, honestly, it was like really... And I, I started thinking, maybe it's my granddad or something. Maybe, you know, that sort of thing. What I don't believe in that. What happened to it? Well, that... I don't know. I, d- I didn't follow it. Oh, okay. It's not there anymore, I mean. <laughs> I couldn't write you in its biography. All I could do is tell you the times when I was there right, that I mean, it was... But it's not there it's anymore. The arse, it's not anything. there anymore. Well, I don't know again because... No, I mean, like, was it there last week? How current? I don't know because now I'm seeing Robins and I don't know. Oh, was uh, that which, one of which them? Which one's which? And then right. I looked to how long do they live and I don't think they live more than a year. Oh, I also don't think I've ever seen more than one Robin in the same place at the same time. I had two sat on the table where I had a coffee in my garden oh, on Saturday. Sweet. That's nice. Just sat there looking at me like I was mad. But now they have rats. I don't have rats, no. I found out if you put a bird feeder up, oh. that attracts rats. Do you have rats in the country? Mice, field mice. That's the stupidest question I've ever heard of my entire <laughs> life. I'm going to put a song on straight away. What I did there, you told me earlier before the show you wanted to talk about rats. I gave oh, you yeah, an I in. Oh, yeah, I saw you didn't rats. Take it. I know. I didn't. deep into Nat tries to work out what a song is oh no I just don't know I can't remember what that song is right what is it called please I'm not telling you it's a cover I know it's a cover but I can't remember what the song of the original is and I know it sing a bit of it I can't remember it even that sounds like that that Motley Cruise song go on you're on the right track something like pour your sugar on me or something go on sing it your money on me. No, that's not it, though, is it? No, I'm thinking of white keep, keep trying. Stop that's talking. That's not keep trying. right. Sing. Just keep trying. You, you got it. You were there. Pour some sugar on me. There we go. So sing that. Pour some, who, I don't, is that ACDC? Go on, sing it. Pour some sugar on me. That, yeah, that was Nat with Pour Some Sugar on Me after the Vitamin String Quartet performed it for us. Beautiful. Got, 
We've got a singer in next week. I might ask him for singing lessons. Who's the singer? Andy Abraham. You might ask him for singing lessons. Yeah, we'll try and get sorted. I might want to be a singer. But you didn't do that. <laughs> no, no. I'm pretending, but we, Ian. Yeah, but I thought you, we were pretending Yeah, but if you this. pretend, then you have to say something that did happen. You can't, well, I might ask him you did for offer, some singing you've lessons. You've offered to buy me some singing lessons. That's true. And I'm thinking it. These I are all teas. This is a trailer for next week's teaser, show. Teaser head, teaser head. Um, I think I might want to... I want to be a singer, actually. Why? It's fun, isn't it? Good well, go on, we'll try some. I mean, I can't... This is why I need lessons. I yeah, can't try, sing. Let's see where you're up to now. This You can't... I can't... First of all, I'm not an a cappella singer. Um, you have, in this studio over the years, positively encouraged uh, everyone, interns, everyone assistant producers... Sing. I've also like, sung myself, thank and, you. And you've given it... No, you should do it, you should do it. I don't recall you singing at any point. I definitely have done to that song that Jacob did on a loop. What, Flash? Um, Flash, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a choice. Oh. This is happening, by the way. We're doing this. Um, you can have All Saints oh Never Ever. No. Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. Definitely not. I can't sing that. I don't even know the words to that. Disney, uh, perfect. Whole New World. We'll duet it. I don't know the words. No, we'll I don't know the words. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Isn't it high pitch? Um, you've got uh, get the lyrics I up. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't... We've not done karaoke for ages. Whole new food, whole new world. A whole new food. That's what, that's what came <laughs> up when I put whole. Foods came in. There we go. Lyrics. Lyrics. More. That'll do. I don't actually know which bit is which. Well, okay. Well, we'll just point at each other. Okay. Um, so does Aladdin start it? I think I he does start know. it. Is it from Aladdin? Oh, my God. Should I build it up more? Can you just sing it? I don't know. I don't know how this goes. Well, what do you mean you don't know how a whole new world... I, I don't know it. Jordan presented on air for years. She recorded it with Peter Andre. Why were you not listening? I'm sure she played that every week. You're not telling me she wasn't playing that every time she fucking came in. I don't think she did. Bet she did. Somebody go over. Katie anyway. Somebody go Jordan. Somebody go over the whole. Um, what do they call it? Episodes. Shows. Yeah, the whole episodes of when Jordan was on the station and find out whether she played her own record once. I bet she did. I would do. <laughs> It's not, how do I go back? How do I go back? How do I go back? I can't. Sorry, carry on. So just stop. This is like torture. Mm-hmm. Can you at least do a song that I like? Can you do Grease or something? I or offered you songs I and you won't No, I needed to hear the options. Shh. There we go. I can show you the world Shining, <laughs> Bye. 
I can be bothered. Cancel the guests, no. please. No, the problem never ever is it's five minutes long. Oh, that's too. But we'll just. Well, that's too long, and that to do. <laughs> is really. What um, else is there? I know what we'll have. Here we go. Let me find the lyrics, so please. Okay, I'll put this on. Yeah. Then I'll put a song on. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll get, get a guest Kevin in. in. Yeah. Oh. Lyrics, by the way. I need to. I'm getting oh, the lyrics. it's an awkward key. I'm getting the lyrics. <laughs> I know there's more. more. <laughs> I think this is a bad key for me. It's a bad key for me. It'd probably be better suited to you. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Oh, God, okay. Father wears his Sunday best. Mother's tired, she needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister's sighing in her sleep. Brother's got a date to keep, he can't hang around. Slows her down and a mess is not allowed. <laughs> Our house in the middle of a street. Our house in the middle of a Our house different key. In the middle of a street. Our house in the middle of a Oh yeah. Mother has to iron his shirt and sends the kids straight to school. New words. She's him off with a small kid. Who's coming up on the show? Oh, coming up on the show, Kevin Duala, Alex Fox, and Nick Gravel. Do you know what? I've had enough of that. <laughs> Let's not do I ones where it's just talking. I, I think Toby karaoke. should do one as well yeah, because Toby. he's leaving, isn't he? Toby gets to do one. He's pretending he's on his phone. Oh, I'm, we all still, know I'm that's just a on the telephone at the moment, oh, but I so can't do karaoke. Really you all decide amongst yourselves. Get in there, Toby. Um, no, don't, no, no, don't do it right now. Not right now. We're going to do it later on. Um, oh because you decide amongst all the staff and that, everyone is still in the building, what what your karaoke song is, and they can do a karaoke song everyone's on air. Doing Every, one. Everyone's got to do one. And that's also in the office too, so Ruben yeah, doesn't yeah, everyone in the building. Ruben's doing one. Everyone who's left who's in the here? building. Yeah. Julia, Julia will not do one. I no, she's not that. got a choice in the matter. <laughs> if she's HR and she wants to keep people happy, then she's got to do that. We'll be back with Kevin in a second. Yo, listen up, here's the story. I hate that song. Eiffel 65. Oh, it's really irritating, isn't it? Mm, it's a bad Do you not think? Yeah. Uh, we're joined now by Kevin Joala. Hello, Kevin. Very good afternoon. Can I just say, first yeah. of all, yeah, that yeah, yeah. is probably 
the best, best link. karaoke singing oh. I've heard in a long time. Oh. Which which bit me or not? Well, both of you together combined. Oh. You know, Thank but you. I noticed that the volume was turned down when that was singing. No, it wasn't. But, but when you Actually were singing. Wasn't. The volume was a little bit higher. Oh, no, I see what happened. I see what happened because I was perfect. there. He's I was so I was writing. I was writing I was, on the mic I was like that. Trying not to do it. And that was like pulling away from the mic. Right. I hate singing. I so it was. Off. I didn't alter. I didn't touch the desk at all. I wish that. you'd done that. Um, we've decided, by the way, haven't we, that you're doing Macarena? Yeah. No. You've no, you decided. decided. You, you said. Decided. You said. You sat down and I said, I'll tell you what, your voice would be good for Macarena. And you went, all right, then I'll do that. I've always wanted to sing in public. What else would you do if not Macarena? What would be your karaoke song of choice? Your shower song of choice? My shower song. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know really. You do know. I don't I know. know. I don't know. Because look, Ian, he's already scrolling down. He's just <laughs> waiting about, for me about, to say it. What about Jellical songs for Jellical cats from cats? No, well, that's not. No, I don't well, yeah, know. I don't even know. What yeah, that I don't know, know what that is. Yeah, I, can, I don't know like, what that is. Jellical songs for Jellical. That one. That's, this is great for you jellical because you know all the songs. Jellical cats. Jellical songs for Jellical cats. Jellical. That's all the lyric. Jellical songs for Jellical cats. I can hum it. I can DD it. No, 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 no. Got to sing it. Would you prefer a rap song? Would you prefer to do some rap? I think the Macarena. Let's go with the Macarena. Really? Even though I don't know the words to the Macarena, I even know. Does anybody know the words to it? I've got them. Everybody goes Macarena. Exactly. Even the bloke singing it doesn't. He's making up all words, isn't he? He's like giving it. Oh, little Macarena. It's all just made up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I reckon's going on there. Um, I think... Is so he going to go Macarena? Should we just do it now? Uh, yeah, get, out, get the out of the way. Get out of the way. Just throw it to me, man. Yeah, just get out of the way. Come on, let's just do it. Perfect. Let's just do it. Now, let me see how long it is, first of all. Do you need the words, lyrics? Do we need the words? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, or I'll just come along and just join no, no, in no, the chorus. No, 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 no. You saw what Nat did with the whole new world. She just literally just blagged it through. There it is, glasses. Kevin's okay. put glasses on, I really like He's them. taking it seriously. They are nice Well, well if you want me to read the words, no, no, then no, no, yeah, yeah I'll need them. Right, now, I think there's a lady bit in it. I Brilliant. Mean, I don't know that bit. When is, I don't even think I know the song. No, Nobody in this studio right now knows this song. Okay, all right, well, just... Right, nobody. <clears throat> Everyone's, like, pissing in the wind here at the moment. Okay. Right, you ready? And that's the fun of it, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's exactly what's going on. I no don't one's know if it's listening. Fun. I don't know if it's fun. Right, here we go. I think this is one of those ones that's got um, a long intro okay. of silence. Yeah, okay. Tim, we're in. I don't even know when to come in. No, I don't. Because obviously when Ian, you do karaoke, you just make yeah. it up. Oh, right, OK. You come in whenever you want to come in, Kevin. Okay. Is that it, then? That, no, I think, that no, I think that's the I think Nat opens this song. What do I say? When? Isn't it like, when Why do I have to sing again? No, 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 that's not it. Right, what so key are we in here? Um, I think it's a D, D minus. D, D minus, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Right, nuts, go. When I dance, they call me Macarena. That's not the right one, boys. <laughs> they say, okay, sorry, but when I. Oh, Come on, they must be Macarena. They can't have me up. Move with me, chant with me. Must be, you must be singing, Annie. Come on, Kevin, you know, it's your song. You, can you not just sing? Because I don't know where it, I don't, Okay, move with me, chant with me, and if you're good, I'll take you home with me. What's what, what she saying? No, you're all right. Was it? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Just did deeper. What deeper? Hi. Ah, no, 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 no. This one, this one. Here we go. Here we go. Dale tu cuerpo que tu cuerpo esté para de Macarena. Dale tu cuerpo a la de Macarena. Hey, Macarena. And again. Hey, Macarena. If in doubt, just say hey, Macarena. That is a new version, that. That's a remix, that. I really wasn't expecting that. 
What language was that now? So then I said, did you say that? Like, I was going, oh, I can't say it, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. And she went, okay, really fast. I think I was speaking in tongues. What the fuck happened there? You're, you're focused though, you were just I became in the possessed, zone. I became yeah, possessed by Macarena. <laughs> You know, you it did. was genuinely like speaking in tongues. That's exactly what it was like. It just so started happening. What are those words? I've never heard no, those words I've never words heard in those words before. Well, I don't know hang that's on, right. because you, you also there approached that with huge confidence. And you, when I said, oh, it's a lot of it's in Spanish, and then you yeah. started speaking Spanish to me. I yeah. speak Spanish. So, oh. yeah, I speak Spanish. What? So do them words not mean nothing to you in yeah, Spanish? Yeah, they do, but even the English words in that in that. <laughs> In that sense, I couldn't make no sense of it. Who would have thought that on this show we would find out that the Macarena is ultimately just bollocks? Yeah, that is true. As if any of us didn't know that anyway. Um, um, we're gonna. What do you want to talk about today? Because I said to Nat when you were coming in, mm. I went, oh, what's going to talk about? And Nat went, let's just go for a chat. Just in for a chat, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. loads, loads of stuff that's going on for me at the moment. Um, obviously, I do a lot of reporting for the one show. Yeah. I've got a film on tonight about the big strike that was happening in Birmingham. It's a nightmare that's going on up there. Which strike? The the bin men. Oh yeah, okay. All, yeah. They're all striking again up there because of the unions of some some of the unions have allegedly been taking some money under the table from the council and the other unions are opposed to that. So right. we went up, took some cameras up there and filmed that. That's on tonight. But that's an interesting one because the rubbish up there in Birmingham, streets and streets of it, just bags of crap yeah. everywhere. Mm. Unbelievable. What's your background? My background is obviously from Liverpool. Whereabouts? Um, Toxteth. Okay. Liverpool late. Uh, and I started in musical theatre. Did you really? So yeah, I trained as a dancer for three years. So I did tap, ballet, modern, did all... all so all why the... were you twatting about being shy about the Macarena? Because um, it was a hustle, wasn't it? It was a hustle. He <laughs> was giving it, oh, I'm not yeah, sure right. if I can sing it. And he's there, I'd fucking have a share, Pitch mate. Perfect, I, I went to McCartney's school, mate. No, I didn't go. Did you know that which one? No, that wasn't it. I went to a school called Elsie Smith's okay, Dance I don't and Drama. Know that. Yeah, no, it was an old, old school back in the day. This was years ago. Right, yeah. You know, I, I trained oh, about 25 years ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I did, did all of that. And then I moved to London. Yeah, and started to do loads of TV stuff. That I was one of the backing dancers on TV. They don't have these shows anymore. Light entertainment shows like um, the Grumbleweeds, Cannon and Ball Show, Live at Her Majesty's, Three Two One. So Brian Rogers dances. I was in the background, you know, doing, you know, doing yeah, all, yeah. all of that. There's only one Grumbleweed left. Is there? Yeah, they're now a double weed. They're, they're comedians. They're now a double ad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But the one of the lads, the other lad is just a young lad that's come in to do it mm. with him. There's only one left. I don't think they're all dead. I think some left, but yeah. a few of them have died as well. Yeah, yeah I think there's about seven or eight of them, wasn't there, originally? Yeah. yeah. And when you look back at the Grumbleweeds, it's pretty awful. Uh, yeah, I, was I remember there. it being lovely and a great show, but if you yeah. look back at it now, it's oh, pretty, God, yeah. pretty dire. Yeah. So but, but I think Cannon Bullock's to the test of time. Yeah. And they're fantastic. Yeah. So what did you do? So on 3 2 1, did you ever have to bring a question over? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, don't ask me what the question was. It no, was I'm not, ago. but we should try and find... I want to try and find you. Yeah. Um, and then what did I do after that? So then after after doing loads of TV dancing, I went into uh, Starlight Express okay. on roller skates. Yeah. So I did that for nine years. In so Starlight Express? In Starlight Express, yeah, for nine years. So you're probably going to live forever. Do you mind asking how old you are? Is um, it a secret? It's not a secret, now. How old do you think I am? I think you probably... Well, you've probably got a good idea late, now. Late, because well, yeah, well, I'd, I'd have gone younger than I'm going to say now. Yeah. But I'd say late you, 40. What, what would you have said? I'd have put you just like early 40s. You are just a diamond geezer, Ian. Thank are you, you like very 70 much. Are you like 70 or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, are you about mid-50s? I am 54. Yeah, okay. What? Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, I, would have, I definitely would have said yeah. early 40s, for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. Gosh. Well, mid-40s, well, be realistic. Okay, I'll, accept, right. I'll, accept, I'll, I'll accept your first answer. Thank you, no, take my first early answer. Early 40s, <laughs> early 40s. Okay. But that means if you were in Starlight Express for nine years, you're going to yeah. be just like super fit for the rest of your life, no matter what you do. Um, yeah. Because that was yeah, pretty much it was, stupid yes, yeah. show, wasn't eight, it? Eight shows a week, only one day off on a Sunday, two shows Tuesday, two shows Saturday. What was your worst injury? Worst injury was coming off because we had ramps and stuff. So yeah. worst injury was going up a ramp, doing a somersault, coming back down, and I twisted my knee, I snapped my knee. Okay. But because we had tight knee pads on, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't flick it out. <laughs> so it was my my knee was facing one way and yeah. my leg was facing the other. Yeah. Obviously, our mics are alive, so I was screaming in pain. They dragged me off, um, and it was just horrendous. And then they whizzed me off to hospital, but it was it was it was pretty sore. Yeah. What's the worst yeah. injury you saw whilst you were there? Uh, probably that one. Was it? it was yeah, pretty yeah, yeah, was it, yeah. Watching your own knee being in one place and your shin bone being in another place. It's like it a compound just... fracture as well. Have you had a compound fracture? No. Where the bone sticks through the skin? Oh, God. Matt likes yeah. them. I actually feel sick. I you can't. Why do I have to... Just lick it. No, yeah. I don't want to lick it. I really have trouble with casualty, I'm not going to lie. But... Yeah. Um, I struggle, so... but if it happens to me, I'm, I'm not as squeamish, mm. weirdly. No. Yeah, I think it was the shock and everything, really. Did you? Because, because normally, um, it, normally my knee would pop. Not normally, but sometimes it would pop out, and I'd just pop. You know, if like okay, you get yeah, a dislocated, yeah. dislocated yeah. shoulder, you could just pop it back in. Yeah. So I was used to that. So when it wasn't going in, I was thinking it's, it just got worse and worse and worse, and just got fused and more fused together. And then, you know, the realization set in then that I got this is this is painful. This is really sore, and I'm going to let everyone know about it. So how long did you carried on within the show for that? Or was it just I pretty stopped. instant? Yeah, it was instant. Stopped, yeah, yeah. yeah, instant on the floor, looked down, couldn't carry on, got dragged off straight to hospital. I love hearing about injuries that haven't that, that have happened, but then you don't realize how bad they are because something is containing it. Yeah, well that's what because I had this, this tight like Tell her on. about them because she gets really squeamish. When she so I it. don't like. Yeah. Okay, for a while on the show, I felt sick. Ian lost a toenail, and that makes me feel just yeah. disgusting. Ooh. And so the people were tweeting me personally with pictures of r- ranky toenails of, like, well, like that lost. I didn't know because I had a sock on yeah so I don't even yeah. know have so you ever lost a toenail when I pulled my sock yeah. off it was a, a yeah. have you right. lost a toenail before? I'll tell you what I've lost right yeah. well I didn't lose it right but when I was playing out when I was a young kid yeah. when I was playing out I'd um, I took half of my thumbnail off right went screaming home right yeah my mum wasn't there my dad went right get in here took me into the back room like that and he said this has got to come off <laughs> and he just ripped it off the, the nail or the, the whole the, hand? The nail. <laughs> I know what it's it like was, in it Liverpool. Was, I know was, what did he rip it off with? Just his hand. It was, it was oh, half hanging off and Christ. he just ripped it off. Pliers would have been better, wouldn't it? Just like getting the pliers on it and just ripping the nail. Scream. Scream. Oh, does scre- oh my yeah, God, it grown back? Yeah, it's grown back. Sometimes it might not, right? If it's ripped up. It, it, it was years ago, so. Oh, back. So I was all right. No, I remembered the other day, I was talking about this the other day, that I shattered my hand when I was younger. Um, this hand, my left hand, and I was on my bike going down like this hill thing, and I, I hit something in the road, and I went over the handlebar. I didn't let go of the handlebars, mm. and I just smashed my hand into the concrete and shattered it. And my dad didn't let me go to hospital. I, I remember this the other day. I had like a little sort of like I was like I was abused. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I was, I was like going, he didn't. He was saying, "Don't be so soft. Don't be so soft." And the next day, my granddad took me rather than go to school. Yeah. He took me to hospital, and I think you got twenty six bones in your hand. And I think I had like something like forty-two. Wow! That's how many were broken. Like my hand was just completely mm. shattered, properly. That's old school parenting, that though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that was soft. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I knew it was wrong because I wasn't soft as a kid. I played rugby and stuff. I wasn't soft. Yeah. But I knew it was wrong, and I knew, yeah. Let's think of some other gruesome things for that. 
I've still got that toenail if you want uh, to. I don't want a toenail, thank I'll you. i tell you what, okay, another story then. When yeah. I was, when I was, I think I was about 11, the school went to a place in Wales called Colomendi, so it was like a, a, yeah. like a boot camp thing yeah. for, for schools. And I remember going to the toilet, sitting down on the toilet, and then the, the PE teacher shouting me to, to come back and play football. So I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be late. Right, so I just turned round quickly obviously did wipe myself and everything turn around and because used to have you know the cisterns at the top and these yeah, yeah. chain coming down so i just reached up and normally they have a handle on the mm. end of it but this just had a hook where oh. the handle went and i reached oh, up this is brilliant and grabbed my hand down on the and it hooked right into my right hand like again. hellraiser or something yeah. Oh um, my god! So imagine that. Obviously, that. I was screaming, How and he sat on the toilet had? as well. He's still on the toilet, no, he's got his trousers down. No, I got. I got. <laughs> How long were you hanging there for? I just. He's still there. Not. His finger didn't grow back. I just unhooked it straight away. Oh my god! It kind god. of sends a message to your brain when your hand gets hooked like that. So Aren't you meant to not though? If you pierce, oh, if you pierce something that deep, you're meant to leave it in. No, but the, my initial reaction was to just unhook it, and I did blood everywhere. So I went out to the, obviously on on the field, and they took me off, patched me up again. It sounds like I'm really, really no, accident prone, doesn't no, it? But no, that's no, a not span of no, over years, right. mate. If you did add forty from Starlight Express, I'd, I'd completely accept that. Um, wouldn't it be fun? Almost certainly no. Right, think about it. Wouldn't it be fun to do like some pr- proper prosthetics of really bizarre injuries? Oh, okay. And just go down an A and A. I don't know if they would but find just, it. No, fun. no, you don't, have to, you don't have to interfere with the A&E at all. Right, okay. So you don't, you don't have to take any doctors out of it. You're not even going to go into reception. You're literally going to walk into the room. That's all you're doing. So but, people can see yeah, you. Yeah, but like with a javelin through your arm or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really funny yeah, injuries. Yeah. Or a cat just stuck. I'll tell you what would be a belter one, right? Stuff your trousers really, really full. Yeah. Right? So you, as if you've got... Put like a cushion down the front of your trousers and put a little... Uh, uh, Stereo, not stereo, a little speaker thing down there, yeah. Bluetooth, Bluetooth or something, and just have the sound of a muffled cat. Trapped just in your going, trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, can I speak to someone, please? Go, no, tell me. Oh, just, can I speak to someone in another room? <laughs> <laughs> we could have great fun with that. We could do. Should we do and that? And Kevin can come down with his toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah, hanging from the toilet. Hanging from the thing with, it, with, with a, his toilet. That's with an horrible. arrow through my head. I've told you about when I put my hand through the bacon slice, haven't I? Yeah, I don't want to hear that again. That's, you know, that's horror movie stuff, that isn't it? Do you want me to tell you about it? You're I can tell you about it. You'll go, just say yeah, it. Go on, and you'll go. go into it was in Par in St. Helens. It was in uh, Eric Hycock's Butchers. It's not there anymore, so they can't be shut down. And I'd, a girl had come in. I was working there. Mm. Doing, uh, I used to work at my granddad's butchers down the road, and my granddad retired and stuff. And I worked there over summer. And I was so busy chatting with this lass and showing off that I didn't put bacon onto the bacon slicer. Now they didn't have. The guards, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're meant to have a guard. They didn't yeah. have them on there, right? Um, and I literally just eye to eye with her. Yeah. She went and just pushed my thumb into the blade. Still got a scar from it. You can see mm. the scar there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right into the blade. And the second after it happened, health and safety turned up. Literally walked really? in. So I'm putting a guard on with this hand. Yeah. I've wrapped this my other hand up, the cut hand up in a rag, and I'm pretending to clean. Mm. Whilst putting that on, and the health and safety came in and did all the what they did, and when they left, just dropped, just wow. fainted immediately. Yeah. Wow. What's your worst injury now? I mean, I chopped. It's my good this show. We're doing karaoke. We're doing I injuries. I did chop my finger off. You know, what? I've told you I don't have the top of my finger. I don't think you ever have. Tell me that. Oh, how look, did you do that? I don't have a top. I got it caught in a door, and they couldn't repair it. It was too damaged. 
Yeah, same man. Same man. That. No, look, look you I've can see I well. don't have it, right? That's very different in the fingers. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't have the top bit. Yeah. So my, my what top. happens with your nail there? What's... It just grows. So I just have to keep it like that. But I, they just couldn't repair it. It was trapped in a McDonald's door. Actually, I got a free nugget, so that was fine. But then I had to go Happy to hospital. Days. And uh, <laughs> Happy days. I was quite young. Yeah. I've they... got a funny finger. I did that in Starlight. Nice. Just bends. Oh, so okay. it just falls back. So like can, your little finger's just bending all the yeah, way back. Yeah, it just locks then. Yeah, that was when you swinging around the bowl, grabbing onto the pole. Instead of grabbing round the pole like that, I grabbed it, with, but my finger was like that, so it just snapped. And then that was fine because I just put it back in. Are there lots of? Do you hear now of lots of people that were in that at the same time as you, or, or other times around it, who are now having serious trouble with with injuries they got? It happened at the Dome, you know, the Millennium Dome. Okay. Where a lot of the dancers, they all got compensation. I'm pretty sure they all got compensation mm. because the floor in the Dome wasn't sprung. Uh, okay. So it's just a concrete floor. So they're all oh. doing like, I think they were doing like four shows a day. So it was a huge show at the yeah, day. Yeah. And they were doing that and they all knackered all their knees. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm sure loads yeah. of them got comp. I, I would imagine there's a lot of people out there who did the show who were who were suffering from injuries. But yeah. injuries that you didn't think would, would play a part in later life, I guess. Yeah. I've been having that recently. I've definitely spoken about it on here before where I've been, all the injuries I got playing rugby, all the stuff when I got knocks mm. and that. When people said you'll have bother with that later on, yeah, you don't think it's time, now later yeah. on, yeah, and and it's it's weird because yeah. you, you do think oh that'll be, yeah. I'll be an old man then, yeah, it won't matter, but I have loads of eight campaigns then, and then you're yeah. like oh no gosh I'm having them now and yeah as a young man as 21 got some injuries in from Mark good uh, I hi, chewed, Mark. <laughs> hi Mark I hi, chewed Mark. my nail it got infected it swelled to three times the size and I had to get it lanced I think lanced, at, yeah. at A&E my nail fell off and it took three months to grow back I also got my finger stuck in a belt sander at school ouch and I had to kick the emergency stop to save it oh Christ yeah but what happened then I wanted these yeah, the are, next bit. I hate hearing the first bit I wanted want the hear. next bit he, I mean he obviously if he had to kick it to stop it then I think he's got I think he saved his finger but his finger's still stuck even if he stopped it oh good it. point so who got it out the then what sander happened? did they yeah. cut it off that's true did they cut your hell up did you have to saw it off yourself like saw? James Franco in 127 <laughs> hours, whatever it is. Spoiler he saw, alert. his arm off. I mean, it's, it's a real life story. I don't think it's spoiler that big alert. a spoiler. I've never seen it. Um, what's the goal for you? Are you happy? Are you quite happy just like doing one show and things like that? Or, or uh, do you have, are, are you aspirational? Aspirational? Yeah. Um, I'm, I do other stuff. I, I work a lot with young offenders. Yeah. So. Um, Why? Why? Yeah. Purely because I've got, I grew up in Liverpool Ace, it was a very tough neighbourhood. Yeah. I've got friends who took the wrong path. Yeah. I was fortunate that I had a, a strict dad who kept me on the right path. Okay. Uh, and I just think everybody give, deserves an opportunity. And I just think anybody that's gone on the wrong side mm. of the tracks just needs um, support. Yeah. You know, they don't have any role models. So, I, you know, I, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. I really enjoy giving somebody a, a What's your hit rate on that, though? Because uh, I think there's sometimes a misconception when you. I agree with what you're saying, by the way. I think hmm. sometimes a misconception where you go, yeah, when people have you know got themselves in the bother and all that, they just need putting back on the right track. And it's like, yeah, but they won't all. They won't all. Hmm. You know, you can try and yeah. be inspiring, or you could try and guide people. Yeah. But some. But yeah, it just is. Won't have any it's, of it. it's, it's like anything, isn't it? The thing is that if you change, it's the old saying, isn't it? If you change one person's life, then you, you, you've, yeah. you've done a good day's work, as it were. Yeah. But, you know, that message will then portray in, in their family, you know, to give you an example, there was one guy who was, was did a lot of drugs and he was crying and all of that and, and he was he said, I had to do it because my brother's into drugs and everything. And I said to him, well, look, you know, you, you've got an opportunity to break the chain. Right, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. you know, think about it. You know, do you want kids? And, and he went, yeah. You know, this is a, a 21-year-old young adult. I said, you know, do you want kids? He went, he went yeah. I said, well, so what are you going to... You're telling me you're going to tell your kids to go out and, and, and sell drugs? Yeah. He just burst out crying. 
because the realization that actually, yeah, I I don't want that for my kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. then you know he's, he's he's turned his life around. So it, it's made an effect. It's had an impact. But what if when you're doing that, and I'm not, I'm honestly not undermining him. But what if when you did that, he'd have just like said, "I'm crying because I've run out of Rizzlers." Some do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some do. Well, you know, you can't you can't save that's everyone. That's it. That's you, it. You no, it's totally that, isn't yeah, it? you can't save everyone. But why why stop? Why why not try? No, I absolutely agree with you. And but the the thing that I here's where I get frustrated when people because definitely people would level, level the accusation at you we know who these people are who would just be like oh these do-gooders oh these lefties are blah 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 mm. whatever however they choose to say it yeah um, you know our oh, people need a crack or you know zero torrents and blah, blah blah all that sort of stuff and there's everything's in different grades it's all different grades of stuff but I think they would presume that you think that, that this will work for everyone do you know what I yeah. mean yeah. And, and it's not that it's just going well no be, well before we just Chuck them in jail forever. Mm. When the sixteen, seventeen, you know, before before we just kill their life off because they've been stupid children. Let's just gauge this situation properly, and then, yeah. then we can go right. No, fuck them. You know, yeah. th- these are just a bad lot. But uh, I think there is a, a well, black and white aspect to it yeah. where people are like, it's either that or it's either that. Yeah. Well, there will there will be people that you won't be able to change. Ab- absolutely. But you know, in my in my schedule, as it were, you know, there's some it's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, and I could be doing something else on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I do it every other Saturday. Right. Okay. I could be doing something else on the on, on every other Saturday afternoon. But no, I ch- I choose to do that because it helps. You know, it, it helps some people rather than not helping anyone at all. Do you think geographically where you're from? Like, and, and I would say the same thing probably for many parts of Yorkshire as well um, that geographically that people are more predisposed successful people and by success I mean people that have gone have broken out of the mould of, of where they live and have mm. gone you know done something that perhaps would be un, un, uh, imaginable to other members of their family but you know they sort of stepped out of that yeah. do you think there is a predisposition in people like that and people from the North West or from people from those sorts of areas to put back in? Uh, I think some people are quite selfish and they'll just go about their own life and, and, and it's a tough world out there and it's dog eat dog. But right. other, other people will feel like obliged to do it and other people will genuinely want to do it. And, and I think it comes into those three categories. Mm. People won't give a damn. Other people will want to give back and other people will feel pressured to give back. Okay. I think. I think I, I just everyone I know from home, mm. as in from the northwest. Who's okay? I I, I'm, try, I'm trying not to word it wrong. Who's done something outside of what was expected of them? Hmm. You know, gone to that that London yeah, and all yeah, that sort of that stuff. Else, yeah, sat up their own company or whatever. You know, whatever, whatever yeah. they've done. Generally speaking, we'll go back. Or, or see, that, from my experience, it seems to be people that get, then go back and put back into the community. Mm. Yeah, whether it's to, to try and influence so things work out how they worked out for them. Or whether it's because, as you say, something that's just around you and it doesn't—it's not directly you, yeah. but something that's peripheral to you is, yeah. is so. Yeah, I mean, I live in Brighton, so okay. I, I do I, the young offending stuff that I do is in in Sussex and Surrey. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but in in, in answer to you in, to your question, I'd love to go back to Liverpool and and, and do bar, that kind of thing. Not allowed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I've got another, I think, six months left. I think, and then I'll be, and then I'm yeah. okay to go. In. No, you, you can. You can go in with that tag. It's just that, <laughs> just so they know you're there. It won't like you won't blow up. <laughs> you get to the end yeah. of the sixty-two. It won't. Be yeah. <laughs> Once you get to the lights, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really lovely. Um, I hate the one show, me. 
Yeah, why? I just do. I find it vacuous. Did you watch it? Yeah. When's the last time you watched it? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever sat through a whole episode of well, it. Well, there we go. I can't judge it. Um, you haven't seen one whole well, I episode. Can, well, I can. <laughs> Okay. Could judge it. It's very popular, no, I'm not knocking yeah. you at all. Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't that's why I asked enough, you yeah. about whether if you're aspirational and yeah. stuff, you know, because it kind of it feels the one show to me feels like a means to an end. It feels like it's a magazine show. Um, well, kind of this morning, but in the afternoon, isn't it? Sure. Is it you know, it's the, that sort of feeling. So, but the things you were talking about doing on there mm. seem to be weightier than. Yeah. Well, the the one shows. I, I think the one shows brilliant in okay. ter- in terms of it's so diverse. And for me personally, I get to meet so many different people. Yeah. And I get educated. Every film I do, I get to become an expert on that given topic. And course, the topics yeah. are so varied and so so wide. And I get to meet real people. I get to meet the contributors. Yeah. And it's really nice to, to, to talk to them and to, and to listen and to, and to learn what, what they're doing. Have you written books? No, not yet. You're going to? Um, yet, he said yeah. yet. He did say yet. Yeah. 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 Clues that? Yeah, I think I am. Spoiler. What are you going to write about? Or is it secret? No. Fiction or non-fiction? It'll be autobiographical. Nice. That's good. I think. It because can't all be style like express injuries. Yeah, no, but, but the thing is, is that, you know, I wanted to be a footballer, first of all, then I went into musical theatre, then I did a kids' programme called Blues Clues for about five years, mm. then I did Starless Express, then I, um, then I did TV presenting. So I've had a wide range of, of stuff, and I've, had, I've got so many stories. So yeah. I'm going to write it down at some point. Yeah, they should be written down, mm. for certain, for sure. It's been really yeah. nice meeting you, man. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me in. Yeah, really nice thank you. you. I thoroughly enjoyed your Macarena. Yeah, I, well, it wasn't really his. I think I did more of but that. But I, I really feel like you got, like, the, ru- got, the rug I, pulled on you when she just jumped in doing the... She was nah, when you did that. Focused zone. She was in the zone. The thing is, is I've got to get on a train now to go up to Manchester, and I know when I get on the train, gonna all I'm going to be thinking of yeah. is mm, Macarena. You might even do it out loud whilst on the <laughs> yeah, train. I've got my headphones. Yeah, yeah, you might do it out loud, genuinely. Um, I, I'd never listen back to my shows, but I'm listening back to this one because I, I want to hear that bit. I want to hear that bit when Nat started speaking in tongues. Of I want. Can someone clip it for me so I can have it like on just on the car wall so I can <laughs> always play it. Have it on your ringtone. Yeah. Your ringtone. When that was... rings you, have it that. I'm amazed I even managed to do this interview because I, I still feel a little bit shocked. Well, I don't know what happened. It just got possessed for a second. It's oh, fine. I think it's again. all out of my system now, though. Uh, Kevin Duala, thanks so much for coming. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, 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 thank you. Thank you. You remembered your name now? Yeah. <laughs> Burned on his brain. It's my job. <laughs> Well, it's all getting very exciting in the studio because Toby, on his last day, although he's going to have another last day next week, but we've already recorded it, um, is meant to be. Don't say what the song is, but is you've got you're going to do some karaoke for us, mm-hmm. but you can't find the actual track, Toby. We just need to know what it's labelled as. We're paging George, paging George so to moment, come through and tell us. It's all just very exciting here, um, and I think just to kill a bit, a little bit of time. Oh, me, mate. Sorry, I'm using that mouse. We'll just put some background music on, <laughs> just so we can... Um, okay, you ready to carry on looking? Yeah. Carry on looking. Let's go and get George. Toby so right now is uh, stepping up to the computer. He's Googling. He's having a little look. There's a lot of fuss going on in the studio. You can probably hear it in the background. Toby's so found the name of... He's found the name of a song... It's found it! Toby's found it! It's found it! Oh, I'll smash it! Really. 
Hang on, it's, it's the long, it's a long version. Oh, Just right, let, okay. let it play out. Okay. Let it play out. Um, now, have you ever... Do you know what? I think... Um, you ever seen Freaky Friday? Yeah. Original. What happens in it then? They swap bodies, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I feel like with this show that I'm doing now... Yeah. That somewhere mm. in the break, before I did the pre-record earlier on, in the break, somewhere, somewhere, somehow... <laughs> yeah. I think I have swapped personalities with Justin Lee Collins. <laughs> Because I think this show, right, is really Justin Lee Collins. Like, really, like karaoke, mm. playing the bullseye theme shit, all that stuff. It's very not me, this. Okay. I'd play Rainbow if I'd play anything. You've got <laughs> that on your cartwheel, haven't you? No, it's disappeared. Whoa. It's a different cartwheel, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course I still want that cartwheel. on there. I want that on there. And there are three. 13, 14, 15 are all free. Why didn't you put it on there? Oh, yeah, can put it on. Do you want me to do it now? No, I want you to sing your karaoke. Okay, fine. Because we've had karaoke, we've had myself and Nat, we're singing A Whole New World. <laughs> Very good. We also had Nat <laughs> um, with Kevin Joala singing The Macarena, one of the bizarrest moments <laughs> of my life. Did you hear that when she did that? Um, and did. now Toby, who's leaving us today, uh, but he will be here next week, um, but Toby is going to be singing his song of choice now. And what I'm going to say to you, I'm not saying what the song is, what I'm going to say to you is, I think this is a harder song than you it's think. Really hard you because need the words? well, there's, I've got. Oh, okay. There's a lot of talking. It's just most most of it is talking. There's a lot of that, but there's also there's an issue with this song, which you're you're about to find out, <laughs> right? And I and it's it's an issue to do with silences. That's mm. what I will tell you. Okay, and bizarrely, I know this because Phil Fletcher, who does Hacker the Dog. Uh, was sending me videos last night of him doing karaoke in Wigan, and this was oh. one of the songs he was oh, doing. Nice. And he couldn't get that bit. He's a professional performer, mate. So let's see how Toby does. Uh, and now I've got nerve enough. Let's see the how Toby. No, oh, that's we'll not, that, this, that's not how you come onto a stage. Apologetic. Okay. You own the stage. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. This girl. It's time for Toby to sing his song of choice in three, <laughs> two. It's probably got one of those silent in intros, doesn't it? Like most karaoke. Coming? I'm sure it'll be coming. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah. Starts, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart, but you, you've got being right down to a nut. You think you're a genius. You drive me up the wall, you're a regular original, know it all. Whoa, whoa, you think you're special. Whoa, whoa, you're something else. Silence. Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much. Ah, so you got the brain, but have you got the touch? Now, don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're alright. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night <laughs> That don't impress me much Yes! I think there's that a whole... Right, it, it, it was, was right. I think there's a whole show in this, genuinely I think we should change this show just to I never it. knew a guy who carried a mirror in his pocket A comb up his sleeve Just in case 
And all that extra hoe gel in your hair all to lock it Cause heaven forbid that it should fall out of place Whoa, whoa So you think you're special Whoa, whoa You think you're something else Wait, silence Okay, see you Brad Pitt that don't impress me. Oh, oh no! So you got the looks, but have you got the touch? So don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're alright. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. I thought you don't know the bridge. You don't impress me much. We should have a little chat now during the bridge. Yeah. So how do you think it's going so far? I thought I had the first the first silence bit better than the second. Yeah, no, yeah, actually, I, I, I don't think they were bad though. No, I thought no, 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 but the first one was pretty much bang on. The mm. second one, I think you got cocky because of the way you've done the first one. Probably. Yeah. Um, there we go. Something's happened. Oh, I don't know. Something's <laughs> happened, Toby. You think you're special? Is that a bit? Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. Oh, no, she's no, not doing the woes in the background, no. Oh, must see what's happening. You've got, now you've got completely mm. overconfident now. And no, it's falling apart. Whoa, whoa. There we go. You think you're special. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You think you're something else. Okay, so you've got a car. That don't impress them. Everyone's got a car. Oh, you, did you stop it? That's a really long silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like, I'm, I'm you look like a baby, and I'm a rattle off it. You just look staring at me like, what, Are you serious? I thought it was like a karaoke, and it just stopped it there. Did or it something. proper look like if you, you know, when you chuck something for a dog, but you don't actually throw <laughs> it, and then when they look back, you're going, Where, where is it? <laughs> it was very good, that mate. Yeah, Thanks. very good. Very, very good. And nice to also be able to deal with that, with the croaking that was going on as a back and singing, <laughs> is I admirable in the extreme. Um, Julie sent a oh, tweet, yeah, and I don't know that. what it means because I think it's past the moment. Because of the huge size of the fingers of producer Nat, yeah, McDonald's were then unable to use it for burgers for when three I, months. When I chopped my finger off, right? Ah! They were able to use the tip of my finger as burgers for three months. Julie! And Mark sent in a picture of his fucked up thumb. Yeah, it's quite fucked up, isn't it? Oh, we're having a it's great been, time. It's been a different show, this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but again, different isn't always good, is it? Do you want to do, do more karaoke? Yeah. All right, who's up next then? Everyone. Who's doing it next? Everyone's doing it. Well, Alex Fox, have you asked her what her uh, karaoke song of choice is? Oh, I'll, ju- I'll just ask her. She's here in my pocket. No, I've asked her. I was actually asking Toby. I'm sure, I'm sure she'll be fine today, won't she? You can't speak like that for someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone that's not, it's absolutely fine. Did it have to? As long as they explain why not. Yeah. In detail. I could have well. done this song at karaoke, no problem. You can't, I'm turning your mic off. Oh. Finished. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? I like that. Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. It was uplifting and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're joined now by Alex Fox. Hello, Alex. Hello. I enjoyed the quatsa there, although I might I might start calling my quim quatsa from now on. <laughs> it feels like it may have been the Stone Age the last time that it was adequately stimulated. Is that what I call quatsa? They do, yeah, they do. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. If I was Queens of the Stone Age, I'd be cross about that. I I'd, I'd right. say stop stop saying that. Or if they did they start that themselves? Uh, Your headphones are very sure. shiny. My headphones? Yeah. Head- oh, I don't know. Kevin wore them before. He didn't Look how the shiny they are. They're all silver. They were silver before. They've always been silver. Maybe she's got massive earrings on there. I do. Maybe they're actually peonies, but uh, I've been asked by two people today whether they're croissants and several gay friends whether they're vulva, <laughs> uh, which concerns me, really, because there are very many kind yeah, of fleshy layers yeah. going that's on a, here. Sat on a broken bottle, that, isn't it? That's, like, really <laughs> horrific, if that's, if that's what that is. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> There's a few too many layers going on there. 
Um, what now? You came in and you were very defensive straight away. You said, oh, "You said that's unlikely." You me. went, "I'm yeah. not doing karaoke," and you like, and you threw a glass. I just made that up. Yeah, I think you said I'm not prepared for karaoke. Yeah, you That's said, what you said. Not I'm not doing it. You said like I'm not ready, prepared to do it. Yeah. So well, fine. the brief I was given was that today I'm talking about buggering and burgers. Yeah, I'm talking right, about. Yeah, yeah. I was. I would That's say eating out, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I've come on to talk about dinner yeah. dating. I mean, we can do karaoke if you want. I'm just no, we can do, but we're not like we're, sex. We, we is do like singing. I like to warm up first. That's you fair know, enough, what we can what we can get what we can do. We can warm you up with your. Um, ob- Ob- obligations that you have for your promotion, right? I mean, what a technique, really. Let go. me warm you up with some obligations. <laughs> some obligations, yeah. This is saying a lot about Ian's Which bedroom is, technique. Which is pretty much here. what it is, yeah. isn't it, at the end of the day? Mm. Right, we'll do that, and then we'll go, right, okay, now you can relax for a little bit, and if you want to sing some karaoke, you can sing some karaoke. It's not whether I want to sing it, it's really whether the nation wants to hear it, and I should imagine that the, the answer there would be rather negative. <laughs> I think at this moment, if you can even slightly hold a tune, the nation will be grateful. G- given what's come before, what? Hey. When it comes to holding a tune, I would say that uh, my my grip is stronger than a butterfingered builder, but not yep. as strong as uh, my Kegels. But that's uh, that's allowed though, because that is still going to be competent, isn't it? Vaguely. No one's. This isn't a competition, by the way. So no one. You can't go through to the next round. It's not like you don't have to woo the judges or nothing. This is just literally. I'm not bothered. I'm just freedom of expression. I, I'm just you've just taken me by surprise. And whilst there are certain surprises in this world that I like, being asked to sing on the radio is admittedly not really one of them. I tell you what, though, two songs have haunted me like stalkers throughout okay. my adult life. Yeah. One is because my surname is Fox, Jimi Hendrix, Foxy, which is highly inappropriate some days because I look anything but foxy. More roadkill, to be honest. <laughs> and secondly, salt and pepper. Let's talk about sex. Right. Okay. My yep. entire life is very highly seasoned. There's a lot of condiments going on in it. There's so much salt and pepper. Do you get? So, how would you describe your, your career? What you are? Uh, I if you had the, to. Well, there are more slashes in my job title than in uh, Edward Cezanne's shower curtain. Nice. I think I'm, I started out as a journalist. I now work as a radio presenter. Yeah. Uh, and I also am a sex educator. Okay. So I talk a lot about people's jiggly bits and wibbly bits. How often do you get bored of that? Um, I thought you were going to say, how often do you get boned then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, actually, more often than your average abattoir in, in inhabitant. <laughs> yeah. um, how often do I get bored? I get bored of being pigeonholed as the, as the girl that only talks about holes, because mm. I also quite like to talk about culture and about literature and, and about just shooting the shit really karaoke yeah, yeah. karaoke yeah. 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 I'm okay with the yeah. karaoke yeah. 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 Uh, but but by and large I'm very passionate about my job okay. and on those days where I do have a little bit of self doubt and think who really wants to hear about the clungers and the clefts I'll get a lovely email or a letter from somebody saying do you know what I was really feeling self conscious about my body and you've helped me mm. or I was uh, confused and nervous about my sexuality or I didn't have the confidence to go to my doctor and explain that I had some kind of suspected medical pr- problem and as a result of listening to your podcast or whatever, I feel like I've been able to take that step. So um, even if I do get a tad bored of it on certain weeks, like everybody does of any job, I mm. think, there's always the spreadsheets as well as the bedsheets, um, there's enough support, thankfully, for what I do that I don't feel I don't get down too often. Okay, how, so so how did you 
arrive at that point I, I tell you why I'm asking it I'm asking both questions for actual actual reasons so I did a lot of mental health stuff for a bit uh-huh. and got fed up of talking about it just like fed, and, and I also felt ironically it, bad for your mental yeah, health well, it, it totally is but also I also felt like it was going in moving into a different sort of time and a different sort of I didn't think it needed to be discussed in the same way that it was being discussed because hmm. I, I felt it had jumped a hurdle but people were still talking about it as if it was still behind that hurdle so and so then you start getting into the discussions of, well, is this actually exploitative? Is this, you know, that sounds why very conscientious of you. If you I'm felt a nice like lad. it was yeah. time to move the debate forward and that it was getting mired in but historical moving the, discussions. the debate forward, I, I felt was to shut up about it, is right. what I felt. I felt it was a, an overkill with it. I felt it was like, no, this is actually, it all needs reining back now because people are just going, and people are making careers out of it and you, mm. you're not sure who's good guys, who's bad guys, you know. Um, so that's why I asked you, do you get bored of it? Talk about, basically talk about the same topic over and over again. And it's, and it's a personal topic as well. You, you can't not be, you know, you can't... It's not something you can speak about really coldly because all these things you talk about, many will apply to you. Well, in terms of talking about the same thing over and over again, talking about relationships and sex and sexuality... Mm is not actually that limiting. It's about talking about humanity, really. Yeah. It's about relationships between people and every single person is, is idiosyncratic to some degree. So it's not, it's not boring in that sense. There's mm. always something new to learn. It's more that other people's expectations of me are sometimes uh, somewhat stereotypical. They either think that I will be um, incredibly frank and willing to discuss the most intimate details of my own personal life... Mm at all and any opportunity, which isn't always true. Mm. And that leads me on to the second thing you've said. I have learned over the years to exercise certain healthy boundaries. Yeah. Um, and I think within my, within my sphere of career, I think it's a good thing to give a little bit of yourself because if you're expecting other people to talk about their personal lives, mm. but you're clamming up about your own clam, if you yeah. will, then that doesn't seem fair. But I'm also careful to make sure that I don't say too much because that affects my partner's life and, and he might not want to be that open. And there are certain things about my me that pertain to my family and, and they haven't made the choice to be as public as I have. And also just because my experiences are just one life and one lifetime, yeah. uh, it's often more relevant and more interesting to talk about other people. But how, So how did you end up at, at the point of that being your thing? Uh, about a decade I mean, I mean, and a half ago. I mean, professionally ago. is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when did you find out you like shagging? When did it become... Uh, the, and the reason I ask that is, mm. you remember I used to do the sex show on this Yeah, on this you did, station? with Angela Barnes, yeah. And I can't remember for the life of me why that came about. I've got no idea what, oh, how what, or why that came and about. And it was you and Angela that came to me and said, can we do it? And I can't remember why that it came about. It was my idea originally, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, I started out um, writing for a glossy magazine called Bizarre. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's gone to the big publishing house in the sky yeah. now. Or knowing Bizarre, it's probably burning somewhere in Satan's yeah. sauna, yeah. deep, deep underground. Um, and it was an alternative culture magazine that had a big focus on the weird, the wild, the wacky and the wonderful. Mm. So um, mad bands, completely off the wall art, lots of body modifications. So people like piercing and stretching holes in their scrotums and uh, putting uh, barbells through their uh, uvulas and I spoke to someone who pierced their own uterus once they pierced it um, themselves yes they did yeah oh, they, they were a professional piercing Ooh, artist wow. who managed to loop themselves up um, snake their hand inside their own vaginal passage and then perform the piercing operation wow. on themselves That's a talent. Uh, with a, with a That's a talent. yeah <laughs> 
I must say, it's not something I'd recommend. No. Yeah, see how you get uh, on saying it. You're back to work interview. <laughs> but yeah, the, the magazine had a big focus on kink and fetish yeah. as well, and I found that really intriguing. Speaking to people about the psychological roots of why they were attracted to certain, um, let's say, unusual practices mm. or or, or uh, titillations, mm. and how they'd reached that conclusion and developed that within themselves, and I found it endlessly fascinating. Mm. And then when a little book called Fifty shades of grey happened suddenly this rather niche uh, journalistic career that I had was in demand from everyone from the Guardian to the BBC to everyone and their mother it seemed Mm. wanted someone who had access trusted access to those communities at which point people also started approaching me and asking me for advice and I was in my mid-twenties Uh, I was flattered that people felt uh, that they were able to speak to me openly, but I was also concerned that I really hadn't trained as a sex therapist or as an educator and that I I was maybe missing some safeguarding flags. You know, people were coming to me with concerns and I didn't really know what to be on the lookout for. Did that ever happen to you with mental health stuff where, you know, people chat to you in the middle of the night or whatever and you don't know what to do to make sure that they're okay? The thing thing you said then that I really zoned on then was that idea of like, I wonder if this is the right thing. I, yeah. Like, I wonder, am I missing something that I should be seeing or should be saying? Well, that was it. I knew how to give people a well-researched answer as a journalist and make sure that the facts I was giving them were right. But what I didn't know at that stage of my career was what to look out for that might tell me that someone was in immediate danger or mm. that uh, I would need to uh, phrase my suggestions in a certain way. So I approached uh, a young people's sexual health charity called Brooke, who I remembered from being mm. a teenager myself and seeing their columns in like just mm-hmm. 17 and Bliss and things like that. And at the time, I didn't have two pennies to rub together. Two thrupneys, maybe, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't particularly, I didn't have the money for a training course. And so I said, look, I'll help you with some press if you're happy to give me some basic training. And now, thanks to Brooke, uh, I have qualifications that mean that I'm um, qualified to advise on contraception and have some idea of how to make sure that young people are, are kept safe. And I'm now doing some training with Age UK, actually, okay. uh, that will help me... Um, how hold constructive conversations about relationships with older people and right. to know their specific needs and so I try and be conscientious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I honestly think without being sanctimonious or anything like that, but I, I think you have to be, if only to prolong your career. Like, like yeah, it, but there it, are if, a lot of people to... who aren't bothered, aren't no, they? I you know, know that, yeah, but, that's but... expert label. I do, con- mm. I do have concerns that people think it's quite throwaway and and a bit uh, cheap and crass. And yeah. I actually take my job quite seriously. Yeah, but I think all you can do in that is is trust that they won't be around forever. Like, as in professionally, I mean, I don't mean. Mm. Get them knocked off. I mean, like, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like knocking boots, a okay. Get yeah, them yeah. knocked off, yeah. not so much. Yeah, you know, I do. do, that. I, 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 do that. I, that's the same. What I've thought. I've thought. Okay, well, how how long can they get away with it? Like, with any unqualified expert or people that make a career out of something that you might suspect are not necessarily good people perhaps or you, you know well what, it depends whatever. as well I think there need to be more voices within sex ed because some people are right within the scope of their own knowledge mm. but they can only speak for example uh, from personal experience or from conducting interviews with white cisgendered that's people who were uh, born in the gender to which they identify uh, and straight experiences there aren't very many for example 
black male sex educators, mm-hmm. or at least not many in the media. Mm. Um, so while while I, I think it's, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily bash certain people's work, but I think it's all, I think it's a very important thing that we all recognise the limitations that we work within. Yeah, uh, there's there's space for lots and lots of different voices and lots of different um, backgrounds and heritages and different experiences. Mm. So I try and where, where I can. Uh, make sure that if I'm either conducting interviews myself or programming a plat panel or every project I'm doing, make sure that it's not just full of straight white women yeah. like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, that's all we're ever going to learn about and hear from. There was something in the middle of what you said earlier on that I thought about, which There's was... always something in the middle of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you can't is see like, it right now, this but it's is like, bringing me great <laughs> pleasure. Honestly, I, I've interviewed loads of drag queens and I'm having so many flashbacks now of just like, <laughs> where literally every sentence you say, you go, oh no, they're going to say something, they're going to say something. <laughs> which you're absolutely fine doing um, uh, about kink stuff and about uh, fetish stuff and all that sort of thing and I can't remember exactly what you said but there's that where I thought oh I really must ask her that which was how important do you think it is if at all that somebody knows why they're into what they're into now that's a really that's a great question I know, right? because I think yeah. there's sometimes a tendency to pathologise fetish mm. people are looking for some dark deep uh, foreboding reason yeah. why right, yeah. something brings certain people pleasure, and in some cases that is true. It can it can potentially be an explanation that something that was uh, uh, perhaps damaging or or um, nerve wracking for you as a lo- as a young person or a traumatic experience, you can reframe that as something pleasurable as a way of taking ownership of mm. it. You can transform trauma into titillation. Um, but that is by no means where all kinks come from. Not all fetishes have some fetid background. Yeah. Um, I was spe- speaking to some uh, guys with uh, foot fetishes recently, and that's an extremely common fetish. Mm-hmm. And they all have different philosophies on where they thought that sprung from. Um, some of them said that some of their earliest memories were crawling around on the floor and seeing their mum's feet right. and associating female feet with safety and the provision of comfort and food. Um, for some people, just that formative memory of like one of the first experiences of being around a female had um, b- become very important to them. Whereas for others, it was uh, just that they thought female feet were so different to men's feet. They were small and often had painted toenails and they were delicate. So it was, it was that point of difference between the feminine and the masculine, or traditionally so, that they were attracted to. Mm. And then yet another guy said, well, they're the lowest point on a female body, which means that I can bow before my, okay. my, my partner. Uh, he was, as implied there, quite a submissive person. And so yeah. he mm. liked the act of worship that was involved in being at someone's feet. Um, so even with one particular fetish, the roots of it and the explanations for it may not may not be the same from one person to another. Mm. I, what do you think the dangers are within... Um, when you mentioned Fifty Shades, and we certainly, me and Andrew definitely talked about this back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, and I felt very strongly that it... Be, it, it fetishized subdom relationships which i felt was a dangerous cross because i i felt that it was something that was becoming frivolous that was actually kind of dangerous mm. and n- not just by the way physically i mean emotionally dangerous as well and i think people need to be very uh i, I personally think anyway you've got to be very fucking secure within what and knowing what you know so you need to know your partner 
inside out, literally and figuratively. You really, well, not to the point of uh, yeah, neutral piercings. No, we no, hope, no, no. But a, lot them, a lot of them can do it themselves. <laughs> um, no, no, but I, th- I think you do. You need to know what someone like. I, I always had a thing of going, no, fuck safe words. Safe words suck because if you need a safe word, then you're you're. This is how I felt. Ooh. Honestly, genuinely, because I felt if you felt you needed a safe word, then you shouldn't be in, engaging in what you're doing. Do you know what? I had a really interesting conversation on Twitter about that recently. Just to dial back slightly, um, I'm not a fan of Fifty Shades, the books or the films, not least because I think they're the uh, least exciting, Mm. (laughs) apparently erotic series that I've seen in a while. I virtually fell asleep watching those films. Um, but that can also, happen after a one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, if I'm late for anything, it's usually yeah, because yeah. I've <laughs> had a wank falling fall asleep. I'm fapping a nap, as I like to call it. Um, but um, those books are not well loved by many people on the, the responsible fetish mm. community yeah. scene uh, because they depict, in many ways, um, a problematic dynamic. Um, there are things like uh, there's a lot of coercion and manipulation in those books. Mm. Um, there are uh, there are practices that aren't done in a way where uh, they're particularly safe. Um, so whilst I don't endorse those books at all, on the flip side, they did open up some more constructive conversations about BDSM and about subdom dynamics. Mm. And I have to thank them also for launching my career. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I get that, hopefully, yeah. I've done a good job of. Um, I was about to say mopping up after the Fifty Shades <laughs> books, but that is one hell of, uh, <laughs> of an image, isn't it? In visual. terms of safe words. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what a safe word is, a safe word is a word that you say that is usually very, uh, not something you, you'd expect to hear in a, in a sexual context. Like so banana or, yeah. yeah, some people use what's called the traffic lights scheme where they'll say, uh, they'll say green if they're happy for their partner to proceed with what's going on. They'll say amber or orange if maybe things are getting a little bit intense or they need to take a breather or scale something down. And red is a safe word that means stop immediately. Now I understand your point that if you have, uh, so if you've had, if you've discussed in great depth with your play partner what you're going to do, and you've got a good sense of each other, and you know you're, there's enough understanding, then hopefully a safe word won't need to be used. Mm. However, sometimes people think that they're really going to love something, and then in the midst of it, something happens to trigger a trauma, or they have an, a, a reaction, something that they're completely not expecting and could in no way have forewarned either their partner or themselves about that they which means they want to stop mm. or it might be something physical again that they couldn't have anticipated like if they're tied up in a certain position they might suddenly get a nerve twinge that means that they need things to stop straight away so that they can get untied and get comfy the use of a safe word doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's done anything wrong. Mm. It sometimes means that a scenario has cropped up that nobody could have foretold. Yeah. I, I, mm. So I, I, I think I, it's worth I having you. one, no, 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 I, even I, if I, you I hope you're you. never going to use yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I think I'd read that in the situation. Well, it's good that you feel that way. Um, however, I think it's a really good insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are certain people who like to be pushed to the point where they use, they use their safe word. If they're loves really it. hardcore, then, yeah, <laughs> then they might. It, you know, some people like to safe word out. They yeah, like yeah, to yeah, tap yeah. out while they're tapping ass. Uh, <laughs> and they like to push themselves to the point where they really can't take any more. Again, though, that is a scenario where you'd hope that that wish would have been discussed course, in adequate yeah. detail beforehand. 
Um, but now I've I've been in situations where people have had this to, to say their safe word to me uh, because they've they've suddenly felt uncomfy for whatever reason and it's just been completely out of the blue and I know the same for me I've had to use it once because I was in a position where I could feel that I was about to sneeze and I thought that that bodily movement that sudden jolt might be uncomfortable for me okay um some people have a safe sign as well so that if they for example they have a gag in or if uh, if being made to be quiet is part of their role play for whatever reason they can do something like uh, tap on a certain part of their body or some people I know even drop a bell on the floor right, to okay. mean that they, right, they need okay. to get out of something so I'm, I'm a big fan of safe no, words no I get it but I've had safe words in the past but the problem was mine was harder <laughs> Right, so Mine's gonna... doorbell because there's nothing that makes a person shit themselves and stop more than thinking that maybe their mother-in-law has just popped out. Yeah, right. Say husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about because uh, we have to. We have to because yeah, we do have to crack yeah, on. Yeah, well, fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, this is, is going to suddenly become uh, remarkably clean because I what I was here to talk to you about today is dinner dating. Yeah. Um, I've been working with. Do you know the restaurant chain Leon? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, well, they are this year launching a whole new range of uh, foods that are designed to be good for the planet, good for your body, and make you feel good after you've eaten them. And the first one is a, it's a burger, and I don't think most of us associate burgers with healthiness but it's entirely plant-based uh and some of my dates have been plant-based in the <laughs> in the past <laughs> it's been like going out with a vegetable but it's called the love burger and so as a result of that they did a lot of research around love and eating and dating uh and some of the results that have come out some of the stats are maybe not quite what you'd expect okay they're, they're a, a little bit left field mm-hmm. um one thing that they discovered we've called the gust together phenomenon which states that if you go out on a date for the first time and you actually eat with gusto, like you get right stuck into your food and mm. you you know show you've got an appetite and you're enjoying yourself, people find it easier to imagine themselves together with someone who eats with that gusto. In fact, it was over two-thirds of people who were surveyed and they, they asked over a 1,000 UK adults what they thought about this. Over two-thirds of them said that someone really enjoying their meal like that rather than you know trying to concentrate on mini little morsels and mouthfuls and pushing a sad salad around their plate looking nervous that would really attract them to them okay because it gave the impression that you know they could imagine themselves relaxing at home with this person and it was sort of um it helped them to feel like they were less standing on ceremony yeah and in fact a lot of what came out of the survey was to do with i think when we when we think about dinner dating we often imagine posh restaurants and crisp starched linens and the tinkle of china and um, but actually about i think it was about 90 percent of people yeah over 90 percent of folks said that if you took them for a burger on the first date they'd love it because it was oh. down to earth and, yeah. and not trying to show off i think there is an element of that now though isn't there where people are far less inclined to go traditional routes you know with sort of like going no fuck that let's just go and do what we would do exactly right. yeah yeah rather than actually being making a date a date yeah. <laughs> as, as it yeah. were well i actually really love fine dining but if somebody asked me to a really posh restaurant on a first date i think i'd find that quite intimidating because there's an expectation then that you're going to stay for the entire three right, courses yeah. and what, if it you've had got karaoke you know, there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you You're down, determined, you? aren't you? What, what if this just started playing? <laughs> 
that might do it. I think with burgers as well, it's easy because you can eat with your hands. You don't have to try and be perfect when you eat, like you will do with fine dining. You'd be worried about the cutlery and yeah. this and that kind of thing, whereas you wouldn't with a burger. Also, you've got that other problem, haven't you, that you can't actually hold human cutlery. Because you got she's because so yeah, she's a massive giant five foot eleven. She Alex. can't. She has to like hold cutlery like like pincers with fingers like pincers like that, and you yeah. can't get any perched on them. Then that's one of the reasons that I can't handle it. Well, I think uh, you look willowy and elegant. Willowy, yeah, like a big so, old, a, like you. a big old tree. That's what you look like. You're tiny though. I, I went flat. Over I'm here. about five foot four. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm relatively good. But you're tiny. You're tiny. Tiny as a person. You're tiny. I'm quite well. midgety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm bigger I'm than it used to be. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean it as an insult at all. Hmm. Um, so Nat will feel bigger to you. <laughs> she feels bigger. Again, I'm, I'm multiple dates in the past have told that. Told me that. <laughs> It'll feel bigger. Whereas you two are the same height, so that's cute. I'm five six. No, five four. Well, I've got I've got heels six. on today. Yeah, I've stolen got any heels. Right. So okay. yeah, we were about face to face, weren't we? Yeah. And I've not. I've got boots on. Stacked. That. Stacked. Where where have you been? Some of your first. Like best first dates or worst first dates? I've never had a date. Honestly, I'm not. What you just I've uh, never been on immediately a first date. make people your uh, yeah, 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 just yeah. Get all this business. No date, no safe word. No, You're mine no, now. I, get in the dungeon. I, yeah, I've never had a date. I've never been out with someone on a date to see if anything happened. That's never happened right. to me. It's always just happened organically. Without, yeah, yeah, I think so. That's interesting. Yeah, hmm. I'm quite disarming. I think. Just like over time, I wear people down. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm. I think I'm quite disarming. I think that it, it normally invariably happens. Like someone just goes, "Don't know what's going on with you." Like, do you know what I mean? The way that I, oh, they're just into me then. It might be because you are a very direct, frank person, and a lot of people and muscle, they muscle, and the muscles. muscles. Yeah, exactly. I've seen. More than anything. I've seen fewer muscles than your average fink, uh, fishmonger. Yeah. I mean, your muscles are quite intimidating they're, they're ridiculous it's like looking they? at a seafood platter yeah <laughs> muscles. My horrible God. in a way um, but I do think your ability to like cut straight to the chase and address people no as bullshit though, you know, yeah no yeah, bullshit yeah. Yeah. and a lot of people feel um, that it takes them a little while to get into that mode of communication doesn't yeah. it so um, but, but in a way that echoes this idea of doing something down to earth on your first date like yeah. going for a yeah, burger totally. Maybe we should stop no, with like all the, the prancing and dancing around and get straight down to the nitty-gritty of all who I are you as a person. I actually do think that. But then again, as you say, some, some people just like it. It's just a nice thing to do, isn't it? Mm. If you like it and you want to do that. And also, I guess there's also an element to that which is equally non-pressurised because you're like, well, we're in a formal situation, so what can happen? I can get out of a formal situation. You know, both of us have, have an out here. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, that is the dinner, that is finished. Thank you very much. Good night. You know, yeah. That's, that's it. Whereas if you just don't lounge around a burger, oh, well, I've had my, had my last chip. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that'll be me. Drink, though, if you choose to. When is the burger out? I fancy one. Is it that one's point? Sorry, say that again. That when is the that. burger? Sorry, when is the burger out? Really I thought that I was going to say that's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we later were told that when you came in, it's karaoke. You or would burger do a karaoke and you would get your out. burger out. That's we were told both these things. One of the two. Well, yeah. the burger is in Leon now, right? Uh, so you can go and taste it. And this, I sound like I'm being paid to say this, but I'm not. 
I am very much a meat eater in both my private life and in my carnivorous <laughs> tendencies. I, I was really impressed by it. And it's even got vegan cheese that doesn't taste like something out the Truman Show. <laughs> have, you, have you tried some vegan yeah, cheeses? I, I, no, I, I didn't yeah. like it. Some of them like are really it. freaky, aren't they? And mm-hmm. they taste like an, a space alien has tried yep. to recreate cheese. And, and, and you put them in your mouth and you feel like it's the first clue that you're not really on this world. Not You've good, been transported it? somewhere else. No, yeah. The cheese in this burger, is it's smoked and it's really really genuinely great it's really good to the point where and I I feel like this is a big thing for me to say and some of my northern friends may actually divorce me from their friendship groups as a result I would probably choose this burger over a meaty one. Right, I'm stuck. Yeah. This, yeah, this interview's over. Terminated. No this karaoke for you, Miss Fox. No karaoke for you. Now, I'm what, sorry. What's, what's next on your karaoke playlist? No, I forget. I've enjoyed speaking to you, Alex, but I'm not having that on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Macclesfield Shame in Manchester. On Shame yeah. on you. Shame on you. I recently changed to oat milk as well instead of oh, dairy, Christ. so I Get feel like, yeah. Put the song on. Put the song on. Everything's wrong. Thank you, Alex. It's a pleasure. Parents must be appalled with you. Do you know what? I'm, I'm just going to put the mics up and then it's going to be everyone else's problem. So I'm now on air. I know. It's happening right now. That's all come out completely. It's like Piccadilly Circus. I've got Nick Revel right in the middle of all, all this. Hi, Nick. Hello. Somebody Hello. who I care about and respect. <laughs> Having to see me in this sort of scenario, <laughs> yeah, he's now going to go back to like all them lot yeah. <laughs> and give he's it all. The other comedians. Oh, did both show Should have seen it, mate. Never seen anything more unprofessional in my entire life, mate. He can't be getting paid for that, surely. <laughs> and that'll go around like wildfire. But what compensates for all that is the fact you got your St Helens. I have got my same stuff on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, doing all right, yeah. aren't they? Um, three from three this yeah. far. And this sorted wigging out in the first one. That must have, been, must have been a bit of a grudge after last season. It was you know? really lovely. Well, luckily last season Wigan didn't knock us out. No, but you know. So that was the, only, that was the only saving grace with that last season because it was a heartbreaker. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm not quite there yet mm-hmm. with Saints this season. Um, before we get chatting proper. Mm hmm. Now, do you want to explain what's going on? Well, so George has been with us for a while. He's from Luxembourg. Hello. Um, and it's his final that, week this week. Oh, is it? Are you finished? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what he, because we've done a lot of karaoke on the show today, because <laughs> I've been forced to do it, forced, forced, and um, then we had Toby come in to do it. Gave you a George point. also would like to perform a track for us, and that's why he's sitting here in the studio. Say hi, George. Hello, again. Are you okay with that happening, Nick, during, oh, your, during your interview? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovely, that sounds great. All right. Um, Nick's a big star. <laughs> You've had your moments. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So you're performing in front of Nick. It's all right, Nick, George. Do you like karaoke, Nick? Oh, no, I hate it, but I'm gonna, I've been asked to do one. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Have you? Have you been asked to do I'm going to do The Clash. Oh, oh yeah. Good choice. Oh, really? Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Some, somebody that, else has actually said they're going to do The Clash. So. I think that was yeah. probably the no same rush. one. That was you. I anyway, imagine that was Nick. It's starting. That was Nick said it's starting. You got it? Yeah, I've got I'm hearing
had a job, bam a lamb, the damn thing gone wild, bam a lamb. She said, the world looked like mine, bam a lamb, the damn thing gone blind, bam a lamb. I said, whoa, black Betty, bam a lamb, whoa, black Betty, bam a lamb. Now. I understood. We're doing one more verse and I've got one to you, Nick. <laughs> Wait. Whoa, Black Betty, bam a lamb. Whoa, Black Betty, bam a lamb. She said, go high, bam a lamb. You know that's no lie, bam a lamb. She's so rock steady, bam a lamb. And she's all race ready, bam a lamb. Whoa, Black Betty, bam a lamb. Whoa, Black Betty, bam a lamb. By the way, just a little warning. There's a, like a one minute now instrumental. Yeah, you're done, George. Yeah, that's all George, that's also George, that was Thank brilliant, you very man. much. Thank you. That was nice. Thank you so much, mate. I should caveat that. That's like normally it's a different you version. Don't have to, no, to, you don't have to caveat but, shit. Uh, so, yeah, but there's no yeah. karaoke version of it. So there we go. That was great. Um, and through the headphones, that's what you saw. Then I grabbed the headphones off. Because through the headphones, it sounded fantastic. Yeah, it really did. Good job. It was I'm amazing. George, it was I was a speaker to stick my head in. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got it to your neck now. Thanks, George. Um, thank hey, you so well, much, George. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, sir. And thank you for all your help and stuff on yeah. the show. It's been really, really appreciated. Um, Nick Revel, as I, I live and breathe. Mm. I have spoke about you on this show before. Have you? Yeah, I genuinely have. Ooh. And um, I've used you as an example and I can't remember why. Not a bad example. I've not, I've, I've held, so many examples. I've held I you up <laughs> as a thing to learn from. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, again, and so many of my interviews start with. I never used to like you, and I never did. But, but before I knew you, so back in the day, so when I was a comedy fan, uh -huh. and you would crop up on telly every now and again, yeah. I was always like, oh, I don't. I'm not really. Don't really care for that bloke. I'm not bothered mm. like that bloke. And then you just disappeared. Mm -hmm. And then, by the time you came back, I was working as a comedian then, so I, I think yeah. then you have a far better understanding of what's involved in this fucking gig. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, can't we have anyone that you don't, that you think's rubbish? I didn't think you were rubbish, but you know, that I sort know of feeling. Yeah. Um, and when you came back and I chatted with you and stuff, I was like, I, I felt bad for, for not being <laughs> as engaged with you the first time round as I, as I was, because I, I was a comedy fan, yeah. and I felt bad for it, because I was like, no, he's proper one of the good guys, <laughs> and genuinely. Oh, well, you know, I, I don't think I was ever as good on telly as I am live, actually, for okay. a start. Yeah. Uh, I, never, I never really enjoyed it that much, it's just so boring, all that waiting around, and it's just such an... And it's not a gig, it's still never yeah. a gig, is it? It's never I really never enjoy it, it's, it's just, I don't know, there's so many... So many gaps. So, there's so, so much between what you're doing and how it comes out the other end. Yeah, you know, I love doing radio because it's less it's less mediated. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and I love doing live work, but um, oh well, that's interesting though. To, no, to no, but I, I don't. But part part and parcel of all that was because then I saw you up close and personal as well on, mm. on the stage, and part and parcel of that was because. So when you stopped, had you were you done? Were you not gonna? Was I was more interested in writing stuff. We okay. Doing a lot of sitcom writing, and that was taking up a lot of time. So yeah. I wasn't able to get out and about as much and write as much. What were you writing on? What sort of stuff? Uh, Drop a dead donkey. Okay. I wrote on that for a few seasons. I wrote a lot for Dave Allen. I have my own radio sitcom on Radio Four and a couple of other things. And I was yeah. working with Andy Hamilton doing that's right, yeah. the Million Pound Radio Show. 
and stupidly I thought well if I'm not turning over five or ten minutes of new stuff every week then mm. I'm not being who I am which is ridiculous you know I just should have thought well okay well while I'm writing other stuff I'll just you know I'll just allow yeah. myself not to generate so much for it but if that's your gauge line. though <coughs> at any given point if that's what your gauge is then that's probably right yeah but looking back on it that was that was too kind of hard on myself I think but on the other hand I was getting more into writing I wanted to write sort of narrative and stories I really enjoyed that mm. and then I got a, I got a contract to write a couple of novels which obviously took up masses of headspace and yeah. masses of time and uh, I really enjoyed doing that and they did okay but I didn't get renewed on the contracts um, and so I grad and I did what I missed about stand up was the kind of just the the immediacy of it. You know what it's like when you're in a room and you've you've locked in so that there is something special happening, yeah. and also just you know good dressing rooms as well. Yeah. I missed all that kind of energy inside. But of course, the longer you leave it, the more terrifying it is to go back. And then I finally thought, oh, sod this! I'm going to have to. <laughs> just bite the bullet and get back and do it, you know. But you ca you came back and, from my observation, anyway, this might not have been correct, but I, how I saw it, you started from scratch. De definitely, I don't you think there's any other way to do it. I mean, the way I, but I, you could have done, like you could have. You know what I mean? I'm sure done, there would have yeah. been things where you could have been like, "Hey, do you remember I did the thing?" And the, sure. you know, the, 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 you but, could you could have done that. But it's it's also yeah, but you. If you're doing it properly and you're doing it genuinely, then you have to be in touch with everything that's going on. Even if you don't use it in your act, you've got to know what's going on and you lose all those antennae if you're not on Of stage. course, yeah, and absolutely. And you lose your confidence and you lose your, your immediate instincts. It'd be like an athlete, you know, taking 10 years out and then going straight into Do you, do you think it's muscle memory? Do you think there's a degree of muscle memory There's a lot of muscle memory as well. So yeah. much of it is about relaxation. And I also thought, well, if you walked out on a relationship and came back 10 years later and said, hello, I'm back, let's, let's, yeah, of course. let's start from where we were, <laughs> yeah. forget about this, you know. So I thought, no, I've got to earn my stripes again, you know. So you, you did, I, you did yeah. do that, though. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't even envisage doing that. I couldn't think about that. As a, as I've packed in, I've stopped doing stand-up. Uh, completely now? Yeah, yeah, How long has it been? God, it sounds like heroin, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's been since I did a gig, like an actual gig in a comedy club has been a year now. Yeah. And do you miss it? No. You don't at all? No, That's not brilliant. at all. I did a uh, Red Dwarf convention where I mm -hmm. ended up doing more stage time than I anticipated doing, um, where I was doing some Q&A stuff and a panel thing, and then uh, uh, something happened where I had to host a thing. Mm -hmm. So I did some comparing for it, and it was dead easy. Mm -hmm. I did find it dead easy. Uh, but I didn't. I remember thinking whilst on that stage... I'm not bothered about when this ends and I'm not mm. thinking I would like to get back up again yeah. and I'm not hating it. I've literally got no emotion about this at all now. You just now. knew how to do the yeah, job. I just knew how to do it. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Like, uh -huh. What we were doing was fun. Yeah. But I didn't feel any... I, I remember actually thinking it. Mm -hmm. Why Why is this not exciting? Like, oh my God, yeah. look, this is it. Oh yeah, of course, this is what I love. And nothing. Uh -huh. nothing That's at interesting. All. That's interesting. I mean, I must have, I'm, I've changed gears again, which has given me another kind of appetite for it. In the last few years, I've been doing story, long stories, like over an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Surreal, but, and, you know, it goes off on tangents. As you know, from yeah. seeing my stuff, there's always a certain element of that. But structured over an hour, an hour and a half. And it's like, it's quite interesting and exciting trying to, uh, to come up with another one of those and keep all the plates spinning, you know, and keep, keep the audience interesting is it is it that, that different a skill 
I think like, what, how, how different is it to, to, to think, storytelling to well I think I think that the challenge is that if you're going to let it run for an hour and a half you know if it's going to work for an hour and a half and it's going to sustain and keep people's interest yeah then you can't chop out I mean you can go off on tangents which relate to it but you can't chop out of it and go into a you know that way of course yeah you can you be can't. you can be on stage and you can be trying some sort of you can't of, bend anything can you, you no can't, exactly you can't drop something yeah you're doing okay. a bit that normally works but maybe okay I need to get something pacier going here so you can come out of that bit and go into something more general or whatever it might be you can change completely yeah your bits but it's here you've got to kind of you've got to keep the narrative structure and Do I really enjoy that do you have are you any closer to deciding what you want to be <laughs> well, well you, I, I'll answer that beautiful question like this. I've been trying to pitch this game show for years. Where the, right, yeah, the, no, 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 wait, 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 because no, 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 you can't leave it there. The, the, the object of the game show is for you to find out who you are before you die. No, nice, nice, nice. Uh, I'm thinking early Saturday mornings. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or, or early yeah, Saturday yeah, evening, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, yeah, I think we'll start early morning and then it, well, it'll extend. Do, do, do you want to, even though it was a facetious question, but do you, want, do, do, but do you want to know? Like, do, do you think there's a think, thing or are you happy being like, kind of like a... Because I, I am. I'm really happy I'm, doing loads of things. I'm I, re- as I say, I'm really happy just following my gut and I think, you know... Uh, Obviously, the trick well with any art form, but certainly with stand-up, is to make it look really, really easy. Yeah. And, of course, as we know, it takes a long time to get to that point. And along that, as you accrue all the technical stuff, and as you say, it becomes muscle memory. So you learn it, then you forget it, and but also it's you in can, there. And also, you can sometimes get too good at making it look easy. Yeah. To the point where people are like, they're literally not trying. Yeah. And then you've got to... But now, I think, sort of having assembled quite a good range of technical abilities... What I'm really excited about is going, right, this is the kind of stuff that I really want to do. I know that if I really put my mind to it, I could do a 40-minute mainstream set that mm. everybody would like. But I, I want to put my energies into seeing how I can get these narrative stories working and pulling people in who wouldn't necessarily expect to be entertained by them. And without sounding too big-headed, but I, that seems to be working most of the time with yeah. this. You know, and it's quite exciting. to So... so I guess it's kind of mixing up that storytelling narrative quite underlyingly it's quite disciplined and structured but it appears like it's a an explosion in a kaleidoscope factory when you're looking at it you know like this one um, am I pushing? Am I pushing into the broken dream catcher? No, you're fine. Yeah. fine. I don't, I'm not, did, do you right. see any questions? Okay, great. There That's are good. no questions. I just didn't want to make you know. <laughs> there are no questions, mate. Don't worry. So in this one, I, I just it started off. I had the idea. You know those uh, Native American dream catchers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, what happened if one of those broke? Right. <laughs> you nice. Know? And so the way that I put it together eventually is that. Um, it's a true story of my dream catcher breaking. I always thought they were just kitsch. And then a friend of mine tells me that they're like hoover bags, that they, they collect all the bad dreams and the evil spirits that are floating around. But if you don't get them maintained and emptied and cleaned, they can burst and then all the bad dreams spew out all over the place and it crea- creates, you know, um, mental instability in an okay. entire community and for reasons that I won't go into but I that's thought, a fantastic starting point well it's quite a nice idea no, it really is, and though. the dreams kind of come into it as a sort of surreal narrative at the end where you have uh, uh, Theresa May pissing on people of Britain while standing on Arlene Foster's shoulders right. while 
undernourished children dressed as Jacob Rees-Mogg stuck turning car factories in Sunderland into food banks and singing land of hope and adequate food supplies we are finally free have a banana bent or straight the choice is yours we have taken control and there's Katie Hopkins behind the skip sucking off the four horsemen of the apocalypse but it doesn't really start there no it can't can it <laughs> but, what, but, but this is where this is this is so what I like is like in a previous show two years ago I did this show where it, it, it was based on me exposing all the conspiracy theories yeah. uh, um, of the Illuminati and that and I was initiated into the secret societies through this uh, rich New York heiress who is also a Nobel Prize winning swimwear model right right who turns out to be a renegade shape-shifting lizard and she's picked me to get the word out to humans to save them from the uh, dictatorship of the <laughs> lizards by dropping it to my audiences you know Nick it has to be first the information has to be given out to shrewd suave cool <laughs> interesting groups of very sophisticated people boom my audience you see but the thing is, right, she turns into a shape-shifting lizard halfway through the show. Okay. But what I was really delighted about, I had maybe two or three people in Edmund mates of mine texting or saying, what's this I hear about you splitting up with Muriel, who I've been with for 35 years. What's this I hear about you splitting up with Muriel to go off with some... I've been buying American it. Era. So isn't that interesting? So, and that's really exciting where you realise that at some point you're sucking people in. And in this one, I thought, how am I going to get this through? And it's Gwyneth Paltrow, who's my friend who I met. Right. She came to one of the quiz nights at my pub, the Fox and Gynecologist. You know, <laughs> so we were raising money for uh, millennials who can't grow adequate facial hair. You know, so an important cause. And um, was that ageist? I don't know. Anyway, uh, so she turns up, and I didn't like her at first, but the quiz night, there was a round on rugby league. Right. And she got 8 out of 10 on the rugby league question. She could name... She could name. She named eight out of ten Lance Todd Trophy winners from the 1970s, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. I changed my attitude to her. Anyway, she comes back for a drink after with some of the others, and uh, and then she says, "Oh, you got a dream catcher," and tells me about what happens if they burst, uh, and then that's how the story sort of develops. And again, it's like people have said to me, "Do you know Gwyneth Paltrow?" You know, and actually, I don't know Gwyneth Paltrow, but I sort of make it sound like it's feasible. So it kind of it's quite exciting, sort of trying to you know. Let it creep up on people. I think it's real. I think it's genuinely exciting. I also think as well because you're known as a stand-up, because you're back known as a stand-up. Yeah. Um, where you would expect, even though, like you say, there's degrees of surreality coming into that. And, yeah. And, and with your stuff, there's certainly spirals in that. It's really interesting to think that how much they audiences think it's the truth all the time. Yeah, well, it's it, if you get it right, it's quite exciting, you know. Um. When people ask me in future, mm. oh, have you seen Nick Revel recently? How's he getting on? I'm delighted that I can just, I can go. He's fucking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my show is off his fucking tits, mate. He's a well. world of his own. But but he did close the show. He did by singing "I Fought the Law." <laughs> Have we got Do the lyrics there? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> mate, you have to make him up. You have to make him up. We have to go. I timed it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the other guests.
by the way. Good, Nick. Breaking rocks in the hot sun. I fought the law and the low one. I needed money and I had none. I broke the law and the law one. The law and the, the law one. I left my baby and it feels so bad. I guess my race is run. She's the best girl that I ever had. I fought the law and the <laughs> law one. I fought the law and the law one. Fought the law and then... No, coming too early. Yeah. It's a very long time. The long time goes on forever. I fought the law. This is... people with a six gun. I fought the law and the law one. I fought the law and the law one. Get me breath back. I fought the law Read the lyrics from this distance. Let my lady in it feels so bad. I guess my race is run. She's the best girl that I ever had. I fought the law and the law one. I fought the law and the law. Michael Shane. Twisting me melon, man. With all your fucking hip talk. You're twisting me fucking melon. Hey, rainmaker! Lovely man. I'm only getting right. I'm only getting warmed up now. <laughs> Ten seconds. Thanks so much, Colin. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you again next week. Bye. You've been listening to a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com.